to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket. And we're pleased to be joined uh, by our friend of early break uh, and the Lincoln Journal star, of course, Steve Sipple. Steve, how are you doing today? Good, Bach. How are you and Strick doing? Well, I think we're doing pretty well. Hang it in there, Sip. Good to hear you. Yeah, good to, good to hear both of you. What do you got? What's on your mind today? Well, I, I, first of all, I like the the article you wrote over the weekend. Of course, it was a, a weird weekend for Husker athletics, but something that stuck out, stuck out to me is just a stat that I didn't realize had, uh, had been going on for Trevor Albert since he's become athletic director in men's basketball and football. They've gone two in twenty two. Was that the stat? Yeah, he's presided over something of a nightmare to this point. Um, seriously, I mean. Eric, you know, your co-host can really, I mean, Bach, it, it, losing at that level is hard. I mean, it's hard on everybody, including the AD. Now, it's not, he's not, he's not responsible for it, but he's presiding over an athletic department that's, I mean, when your two premier sports are struggling at that level, there's, there's, there's an impact it sort of has on everyone. It's, hard to define it's intangible but it's there um so that yeah it's yeah two and 22 in big 10 play yeah yeah uh, that's, that's something that none of us think about just 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 take yourself back guys into july when trev was announced as the ad and how good that felt for the athletic department it was a grand day and it was it was, you know, they handled it properly, and Tom Osborne was on the scene. And, you know, in those moments, you feel kind of a burst of optimism. And then you just – now you fast forward seven months, just seven short months, which is really a blip in, in time. And, you know, 2-22 and 22 in the Big Ten in those two sports, it's really remarkable. And then, of course – you have this situation with the women's team, which is remarkable in, in and in a, not a good way, but it's remarkable. I've never, I've been, Eric knows, I've been covering Nebraska athletics for 30 plus years and I've never, I've never encountered anything like this. Um, so it's a very unique um, and it'll, it'll, it'll present very unique challenges to Trev while he's dealing with the men's basketball situation, while he's dealing with NIL and all that and all of that, which is a lot to, to think about for him. So, yeah, his energies are, are really stretched in different directions. Sip, I've been sitting here and I, I, I watched that game and I've watched all the games and I literally, it is the most befuddling, boggling, mind-boggling thing that I've been, a, 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 have ever experienced to include my own types of situations. At this particular point, with everything going on, what do you think the program has as an upside? Like, literally, does this have to be like a total like clipping of everything within the within the system that that Hoiberg has to do is this got to be it can't be a signing at this point you have what you have as far as the signing 
what what can they do with with like three four games left and a maybe a big ten what what can they do to even give Trev Albers any inkling of feel good to make them uh, progress for next year? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're going with that. I mean, can they show him? something that would signify progress is what you're asking right i mean is there yeah. is there anything in these final five games that you could point to and say see we're coming around yeah i mean you'd have probably have to win all of them <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> to to uh to kind of reverse the sentiment that a lot of people have that a lot of the people that watch it closely understand that it's it's pretty remarkable what's happened. And when I say that, well, this is what I mean. Well, let's just, okay, guys, let's just stay on Saturday, on Friday, Friday night's game, which you both watched. And I watched. And when I say remarkable, it's remarkable that Maryland can come into to Pinnacle Bank Arena and outscore Nebraska 46 to 28 in the paint. This is a, this is a Maryland team they lost five straight games that had won three games in the Big Ten that's, ha- that's having a rough season. They came into Pinnacle Bank Arena and outscored Nebraska 46-28 to 28 in the paint and shot 33 free, free throws. Shot 33 free throws in your house. Now, I don't know, Eric, you played for Danny Nee. What would have Danny said to that? I mean, would, <laughs> what, would what would his tolerance level been just looking at those two stats alone. I would have I would have hated to be at practice the next day because there was going to be all types of defensive – we might not have even shot the next day. Like, we, there, there, you, you think you were going to come in and get some jumpers up and do all of that? We may not have even shot. It would have been just absolute transition defense running – all of that would have been done. There's, there's no question that that wouldn't have been tolerated at all. No question. No, you, you can't gloss over those sort of stats. That you let a team come in to your place and and dominate you physically in the paint. Now that's the sort of thing Trev has to look at. He has to look at the fact that, and this is this part's really important. He has to look at the fact that Fred Hoiberg and Matt Abdelmasi consciously sized up the Big Ten and and put together a roster that is just frankly insufficient with interior players and said this is we're gonna make this work. Now that's a conscious decision and I'm not that's not a personal attack on anybody. They made a conscious roster decision. That's what that is. But it's not and I and I like Derek Walker a lot. They put him in a bad position. He's I don't consider Derek a big. He's six foot eight. Right. He's a he's a he's a below the rim player. I mean, when I'm, when you're talking bigs, you're talking guys that are six ten, six eleven, seven two, seven three, because that's what you're talking about in the Big Ten. Hunter Dickinson, Kofi Coburn, Zach Eady, Trace Jackson Davis. Um, the guys at Maryland, who, who the guys at Wisconsin, you saw mm-hmm. if you watched the Wisconsin Nebraska game, they were terrible. Their, their inside players played terrible in that game. But if you watched the game, it was clear what guard told them: go inside, pound it, pound it. They, they don't have they don't have the inside game to hang with. They, their bigs were four for twenty three, so it didn't really hurt Nebraska in that case. But it was clear what was going on. They, they were going to play inside out. And that's what you do. 
you do that against Nebraska because they're they, they're they're insufficient um, in size, and that's just the kind of thing Trev's got to look at and ask Fred. Why did you think that would work? That's a really mm-hmm. critical question. Do you think that? Hoy- well, 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 real quick, real quick, Bach. Yeah, because that's a great point. You, if that's going to work, you have to have dogs, like. Like, no, no, seriously. Like, I I say that from the standpoint of, and I've talked about this before, you have to have a bunch of dogs where, you know, you can put out AC Green, undersized dog. I don't care what you say. He's an undersized dog, 6'7", but he will battle you like like Dennis Rodman type, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cedric Sabalas, you know, just, just a dog. Me, Michael Finley, and then you throw in Steve Nash or Dirk, right? And we literally played the San Antonio Spurs fourth quarter and I guarded Tim Duncan. But you have to be a dog to do that. If you're going to play that style of play, you've got to have a bunch of dogs that's going to put their nose in there. They're going to battle. They're going to they're going to fight you, because if you want to play that style, I understand the mismatch that you're trying to create. But you can't do it with softness. There's no way you can do that. So you make a great point when you say that. Go ahead, Bob. Oh, I was just, no, I, hey, no, okay. no, listen, Bob. You got to listen to your co-host. That, that's exactly right. And he see, the reason that Eric, you got to listen to him is because he played at that level. He understands. He understands what, what has to happen. So that's, I mean, I appreciate that, Eric. Do you think, Sip, yeah. with uh, the, the – I mean, I, I think part of it, too, and we talked about today, is just the – I think part of the recruiting um, pitch for the Hoiberg system is we're going to score, you know, 85, 90 points a game. We're going to – green light go. Everybody gets to shoot. And it just seems to be like that's what they're all recruited to and that's what the, how they kind of all kind of feel. And everybody wants to score the next bucket. Um, do you think that there can be – and I know some people hate, you know, the comparisons of the football program, but it's just so similar in this aspect that – Frost thought he had a certain system that was going to work in the Big Ten. It wasn't Big Ten ready. It wasn't going to work. Now now you're kind of dealing with the same thing with Hoiberg. If Hoiberg comes and pitches to Trev Alberts that he's he understands his system's not going to work in the Big Ten, here's his assistance that he's going to bring in um, to kind of more, you know, not try to take over the Big Ten with his system but play more Big Ten style, do you think that that's a, a fairer pitch that might work to Alberts? <laughs> Yeah, yes, yeah, I think it could, but that's really, hey, it's really hard. It'd be really hard for Fred to do that. I mean, this is his system. This is what he does. This is, this is, his, this is in his DNA box. It's hard for coaches to change up. Um, yeah. It, it, it really is. This is what he, this is what he knows. This is what he's, this is him. Yeah. This is, this is, this is Fred Hoidberg. So it's, yeah, he could. What I would add to the conversation is this. There were a lot of smart people that were telling me in Frost's second year when they hired Fred. So it's Frost's second year, I believe it would have been, and then when they hired Fred. Smart coaches. And and I, I it's not that I didn't listen to them. I just wanted to see how it would play out. But they were saying this isn't going to work in Nebraska. Mm. They have mm. two coaches in their main sports that don't run the right systems for the league. Fred's Fred system would work in certain leagues. Now, I don't yeah. follow college basketball well enough to know exactly which leagues, but I could say the Big 12 would probably work. It's a little different. It looks a little different. The league looks yeah. a little different. Um, Big 10 football, we all know intuitively and con- you know, consciously that it's different. Big 10 football is different than Pac-12 football. Eric Chenander will tell you 
that it was an adjustment going from the American Athletic Conference, which is more wide open and smaller, to the Big Ten, where it's much bigger. And this is what Eric will totally understand, Bach. So what happens is the field looks a lot smaller on Saturdays in the Big in Big Ten football because the guys are so much bigger. The sp- there's not as much open space. The field literally tightens. And that's what happens in the NBA, by the way. I mean, the NBA, the court looks smaller because the players are so much longer. But, but yeah, so it's way, it's a different deal. Now, guys told me, smart people told me, and I rem- I'll remember them for a long time, because at the time they're telling you this stuff isn't going to work in the Big Ten, you're not, you know, I'm thinking, okay, come on. You maybe have an ax to grind. Where are you coming from? What's your angle here? Now I go back and think about those conversations with certain people, and it's like, yeah, you called it. These systems, uh, both systems are, weren't right, and Frost has acknowledged it, basically. Mm-hmm. If you go back to what Frost said at Big Ten Media Days in Indianapolis in last July, he, he essentially acknowledged that, yeah, we've had to adjust. We've had to adjust our system to the Big Ten. Now, Fred hasn't, hasn't said that, but, I mean, it's pretty clear. He's heading towards a 1-19, perhaps, in the Big Ten, so he doesn't really yeah. have to say it. Well, the crazy thing about it, though, Sip, is this. When you – there's going – there is, like, a point of no return in this in this particular instance. It's, it's, it's becoming very evident there's a point of no return, meaning my, – my, my meaning for that is – there's a point where it can set the program back three yeah. to five years yeah. if it's not if it's not corrected in some form or fashion very soon. That that's well, what I exactly. think I'm starting to see. But I want you to you know talk to me about that before we. Well, I think you're right. It, I, do, I do think it's a dang, it's a dang, it's. I don't want to be overly dramatic. But I, I feel that, that it's a little dangerous right now. I think it's dangerous to bring him back. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're. I mean, I think the fans will always stay in there. These fan, these, this fan base is incredibly loyal. Phenomenal. But what are you doing though to the? What, what would? You, what kind of message? I guess would you be sending to your athletic department, to the other coaches, to everybody involved, if you brought him back? Given the the remarkable rates of losing, what are you what are you saying? I mean, what are you what kind of message are you sending about your athletic department if you bring him back? I think those are those things have to be considered in this. I mean, this is you're potentially a one. I mean, come on, five games left. Who are you picking them to beat? They could beat somebody, and maybe they even win two games. And they get to, you know, they get to three and 17. But again, what are we talking about? You know, we're talking about three and 17. I, I just, I'd be troubled. Well, let's put it this way. I would like to hear the rationale from Trev Alberts on why he's bringing him back, if that's what it comes to. I guess one one important or one thing that could be interesting there is that Bryce McGowan continues to improve and look better and keep winning these freshman of the year uh, in the Big Ten um, freshman of the week excuse me weekly awards for freshman of the week in the Big Ten um, would would there be any way to, to sway your opinion if you know that Hoiberg comes back but Bryce comes back as well? Oh I, yeah, I mean I think that I mean that would be let's put it this way if I were Fred and Bryce told me. Um, he, he wants to come back. 
that would be my my number one selling point to Fred and then to the fan base. Yeah, I mean that would be number one on the list. Now, my concern would be number it would be number two would be a distant number two. I don't know what number two. <laughs> I don't know what I don't want the I don't know what the number two selling point is at this point. Yeah. But number one would look pretty good. Yeah, it's it's fascinating where the program is. Um, hopefully, it can get a little better. But like like we're all kind of kind of saying and seeing is that uh, it can't get too much better. The story's kind of already written on the season. In any case, uh, thanks again to Stephen M. Sibble for joining us. Of course, of early break and Lincoln Journal Star. Steve, th- thanks for giving us your time today. Yo, well, I'm honored to be on the show with you guys. It's a great show. Take care. Oh, thank you. There he goes, uh, Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star. We got to take a break around the corner. It is time for you to call in 424-645-685. It's the time is now, but around the corner is when we'll play shootout with Strick. I had Nate uh, put together the game show, so I don't even know what the topic is, but I'll find out, and you'll find out as well around the corner. Give us a call 402-464-5685. First contestant in line gets to play 402-464-5685. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings on Shootout with Strick is next here on The Block.